everyone, and welcome to Agents Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks of real estate. I'm Allie. This is Danielle. And I'm Cassie Day. Join the three of us every week as we deep dive into some wild real estate cases and give our take. We are not attorneys and want to make it clear that this podcast or any linked materials should not be construed as legal advice. Nor is this information a substitute for professional expertise. We are not lawyers, financial advisors, doctors, or mortgage lenders, but we are your new BFFs. So after our conversation that we had about haunted properties, I went on a rabbit trail, not about haunted properties. So spooky. I know you guys think I'm going to talk about ghosts, but I'm not. Hmm. Uh, Zombies this time. That would be a fun one. I'm going to look for a zombie. (laughs) You know what? If there's a will, there's a way. Um, Like some other agents are zombies with the way they reply. That's That's true. (laughs) It's true. So can you guys tell me what a stigmatized property is? You want to know what that means? I would assume it's something with a bad reputation. Yeah. Yeah. So a stigmatized property, that's a term defined by the NAR, is a property that's been psychologically impacted by an event that occurred or was suspected to have occurred on the property, such event being one that has no physical impact of any kind. So a murder, a suicide, alleged haunting, Mm -hmm. notorious previous owners. Never would have guessed that. (laughs) Yeah, so it's been stigmatized. Stigmatized. Yes, its psychological value has been impacted. Mm -hmm. And so every state has different laws about whether or not you have to share Mm -hmm. and the timeframes in doing so. But I have like a couple different cases of stigmatized properties. That's kind of, cool. I feel like that's a broad range because it what's stigmatized to someone is not to well, another. Well, so. trigger warning, we're going to be talking a little bit, not in depth, about murder and suicide. Okay. So, okay. And how it affects a property. Okay. So, the first case we're going to be looking at Happy Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I listened to a lot of true crime. And then I was like, we talked about that a little bit when we talked about the haunted house lit case mm-hmm. yeah. of. What do you have to disclose when yes. you're selling? And I do have a list of like the different states that require some sort of disclosure. Cool. Just to kind of like look at what that looks like for different states. In Washington, we don't have to disclose. No, we do not. So, you know. Okay. Okay. So the first case is Milliken versus Jacano. There's some tough names in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bear with you. That is not. like the worst part about writing things. It's always just like, okay, how do you say the name? I feel like I a substitute teacher. Like you just know you're going to get it wrong. <laughs> well, even if you look up uh, how to pronounce it, that may not be how they pronounce it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just apologize to anyone whose names we butchered. Yeah. Um. So in February of 2006, Constantino's commubilis shot and killed himself and his wife inside the home. Oof. Wow. Super tragic. Yeah. The murder was very publicized in the local media and on the internet. And the Jacanos purchased the property from an estate auction in 2006 for 450000 So they knew. Where is this? Sorry, where is this again? Um, this is in, I think, Philadelphia. Okay. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Would you guys ever live in a house that you knew a murder took place in? Probably. <gasps> I don't know. That's that depends. for me. Like, who knows what our land has happened on our land? Like, I don't know. Kind of depends on, yeah. 
I feel like there's contributing factors before I would decide. Yeah, mallet. I feel like that one, I'd be like, mm, even if it was super cheap, I probably couldn't get myself to do yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like there are worse things than death that happen in houses. Like it's, yeah, like a homicide, suicide. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. But, you know, abuse. Yeah, that word. Abuse, like, yeah. And you don't know. And it's a lot of dirt. You, you don't, don't know. know. And, you know, it depends on the feel and the energy mm -hmm. of the house. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah, I'm all about the energy in the mm -hmm. house. We depend on how it feels. So they bought the house. Which, by the way, Kat, I just don't think it would feel too good after that. I don't well, know. Kathy had a house that she was like, hey, would you come with me? Because Ooh. it was just felt like it was like kind of creepy. And I was like, okay, you know, not like that I didn't believe Cassie yeah. that it was creepy. I did, but I was just kind of thinking You're like, oh, you know, like, bliss. here I come. Kathy, I'll be <laughs> all woo <-woo> again. <laughs> no, but I was like, okay, yeah, like I'll go. And, but I just didn't anticipate it to like anticipate it feeling as heavy as it felt like we got there. And I was like, oh, it's like pretty cute it's from the outside. And, and we walk in the door and it's like, it feels gross. Oppressive. And then we went upstairs and I, like there was this like hallway and it like almost like took your breath away. Mm -hmm. oh. And it was vacant. The house is vacant. We were just, well, we're, I don't even know what we were doing. Checking something for the owner. Yeah. Something. The new buyer. Is this the one where there was something in front of the door? No, that was a different house. Oh, like, okay. right anyway, sorry. Totally different house. <laughs> no, this one just had this energy. And it was, it was like, wild. We, we were just like, oh my God, like, what are we going to like find here? Or yeah. something's going to jump out at us. But it was a really heavy energy. And so. you did not feel, and did not there, feel alone. From what we know, there was no murder there, but who knows what else happened there. Well, right. we did look it up and see that the, the, pa oh. the patriarch passed away in the home. Oh, did you? I yeah, that. I yeah. did. I found the, um, I found the obituary. Oh, because I'm, I think there was a lot more shit going on. I'm spooky that, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I just can't help myself. You know what they say? If there's an obituary, Cassie, you'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hunt it down. Uh, you okay. guys better write me a damn good obituary someday. <laughs> oh, um, what an awful thing to say. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Or I guess my children probably will, because, you know, they'll be a dog. That would be uh, but yeah, whatever. Okay. So they renovated the home. They flipped it. They listed it for sale in June of 2007. They, as in the homeowner, like, was the it a rental? The purchased it. Oh, okay. The Jacobs. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. purchased it. Okay. From the estate. They knew about its history. Okay. They flipped it. They listed it on the market for 600 It sold for $610. Um, someone viewed the property, entered into contract in June. They were given, the buyer was given HOA documentation mentioning Combluis as previous owner, as well as title information, but didn't ask any questions as to why it was an estate sale, anything like that. And after she moved into the home, she learned of the murder suicide from a neighbor. She claimed if she had known, she would not have purchased the home and filed a complaint against the Chicanos and Remax for failure to disclose. The court found that it was not a material defect or breach of contract and that it was her job to do any due diligence to research the property before closing. It was all public. I mean, that's what it would be in Washington yeah. State. So that's not surprising mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. So, you know, kind of what you expect. This next case has a little bit more that I was kind of curious to see how it went. So I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts. Okay. So this is Bukowski versus... And you really got some cases of the name, but I know that could have gone yeah, really okay. wrong. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The property owner committed suicide within the home. Her estate listed the property for sale after her death and did not disclose. This one is also in Pennsylvania, by the way. Okay. Dang, what is up with Pennsylvania? I mean, 
I guess it's a, a bad place to live. Mm. Um, and did not. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad place to live. I think it's obviously where people go to die. <laughs> but they were that like released it out to me. So, but I think there was it's a lot kind of, of helps them have them from the same place. Yeah, they there was a role. lot of yeah. talk because these happened within a couple of years of each oh. other. So there was a lot of talk about it at the time. Interesting. Okay. And I just thought there were some interesting notes I yeah. wanted to talk about. Um, so her estate listed the property for sale after her death and did not disclose that a suicide had taken place within the home. The home was viewed fully furnished. An offer was made and moved forward. At the final walkthrough, most of the furniture was removed, minus a large piece of carpeting matching the carpet on the floor in the primary bedroom. The day after purchase, the new homeowner learned of the suicide from a neighbor. In learning this, he looked closer in the master bedroom oh, and no. removed the piece of carpet, Shut up. revealing mm -hmm. a large blood stain. Oh, no. that makes me sick. Uh oh. He hired a professional cleaning company to come remove the stain. They were unable to do so. Oh. They ooh. could not remove it. That gives me the freaking heebies. <laughs> so he sued. He put a case against the estate that sold the home and the agent representing him and the agent representing the estate for not disclosing the death in the home, stating it was a material fact. I think the blood stain is material Yeah, fact. that piece of I think how it's there. I think maybe the death wasn't, but I think absolutely. Well, and it was covered up by a piece of carpet. Well, yeah, that's a totally something that has to be disclosed. Yeah. So suicide was not found to be a material fact per state law. The court said the buyer should have inquired as to why it was an estate sale. As for damage to the carpet that was covered, the they found that it was not a material fact as it did not affect the structure or function of the home mm. and the new owner could replace the flooring. I disagree. Isn't wild? I, they can replace the flooring, but it's one of those things where he should know going into yeah. it if he should does if or doesn't have to. Well, and the thing is, is it, yeah, it, absolutely. And if 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 it wasn't covered up, if it was just there yeah. and people and he knew saw it, or or if the owner didn't know, right? Like yeah. if the estate didn't know that it was there, then you can't really prove that it was like they needed to disclose it because they didn't know, right? Yeah. Like if there's like a broken pipe and they don't know about it, they can't disclose it. But that was clearly covered up. I know. And you'd think that, wouldn't that be like a biohazard too? Like, wouldn't the health department have to come in? I don't know if the health department does. I mean, people bleed in their homes all the time. I, I think, think that's true. It. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to think about. I know. <laughs> but that there's blood in this house. It's got to be somewhere. <laughs> but if they had like a communicable disease or something yeah. like that, that like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And I wonder if it was so bad that they couldn't remove it from the carpet. Was there damage to the subfloor? Like how isn't that what happened? Because they re he took up the carpet and there was blood under no, it. No, so there was a piece of cut carpet on top of it. Covering it. See, that was the same color as the carpet itself. I disagree with that ruling. So because he didn't actually pull up the carpet that was set there he tried to have it professionally cleaned and it could not be removed isn't it crazy i was shocked at the ruling yeah, on that's that stupid one. that's stupid yeah honestly my stomach's just doing flips right now you know how my stomach is i know i'm so, so sorry like, okay so, so sorry. on the same note just to add to your stomach flipping, yeah because yeah why not i love that. um <laughs> like it makes me think about like the idaho massacre mm -hmm. murders you know in idaho yeah. and how they tore the house down yeah um 
like just recently, like in the last month, I think yeah. they tore the house down. And um, there was a lot of like pushback from the, a couple of the families not to have it torn down because of just because they couldn't recreate that same evidence. So mm-hmm. it made sense why they wanted to keep it up. But I'm like, as an owner of that home, right? It was a rental. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who owned the home, but like, I don't know what else you do other than tear that house down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think there are some things that are so significant that it's always going to be stigmatized yeah, yeah. and you may get like the odd person that's like, Oh, I want to live there, but that like, it totally yeah. ruins your value. Like, I just yeah. don't think that you really can no. recover from certain things, mm-hmm. which I just think about like, how does that work? I think about this a lot. Like, does the insurance company be like, I don't know. Yeah. Does the insurance cover tearing it down? Do you just lose? What if you owe money? I don't think what they would for something like that. Well, I don't for like, oh, like, even if you mean like yeah. what cost of the teardown it like, and who covers, like, what do you do after that? Like a new yeah. bill? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I wonder how that would be interesting to watch that happen mm-hmm. and see what they do. Yeah. yeah. Like if they're going to build something else, if he's just, if the owners stay he or she's just going to sell the lot or keep it and just wait wait it out because you know anything like that that's stigmatized eventually usually yeah loses its stigmatization stigmatization is that a stigmatization. Word? it is now stigmatization yeah over time yeah because after a couple like generations like you're not gonna remember it's gonna pass. you know what like, I mean no people gonna... move and whatever yeah. but for a while for probably quarter century that's gonna be significant yeah mm-hmm. so I don't know I, I was thinking about that the other day like financially what does that look like right yeah, and it depends yeah. on what state you in you you in you live in. <laughs> what state you in? What state you in? <laughs> um, whether or not a stigmatized property being stigmatized is material or not. Mm-hmm. So that is per state mm-hmm. decided upon, mm-hmm. and that's what it's called. Is is it's a stigmatized property? Yeah. Um. One thing that I found interesting about these cases is they were both estate sales, and both times. The, the buyers were basically told by the judge, you should have done your due diligence to figure out why it was a mistake. Okay. So here, when you said that, yeah. Okay. I get if it's like a publicized, like murder, first of all, suicides aren't publicized. No, they're not. And second of all, they don't have to tell you like how many times are, is it like an estate sale? Yeah. And you ask and nobody gives you any information. Like maybe they're just moving into a, a nursing home. Yep. Maybe they're, you know, it, like that's an interesting thing to put on a buyer. I know. I like you could Google the address. I get Googling it and being like, okay, like clearly there was a murder suicide here or whatever. Yeah. But anything and other I than that. Clients ask me as buyers, do you know why it's an estate sale? And I'll ask, but I don't always get yeah. an answer. But it's the same thing of like, do you know why they're moving? It doesn't right. have to be an estate sale. They don't have to tell no, us. No, they don't. Mm-mm. So I thought yeah. that I was interested that that was put back on both buyers in these two separate cases. That it was their job. I wonder, there must be like case law in Pennsylvania Pennsylvania that's like Mm -hmm. led to that. But Mm -hmm. it's interesting because I, the rug thing, I call BS. Yeah, the the first case I feel like was super cut and dry. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't material. And that particular couple, they did their research before they sold the house. They spoke to an attorney. They spoke to um, representatives of the Pennsylvania Real Estate Commission and their agent to make sure that they didn't have to disclose. And the realtor did say, like, I think it's always best to just air it all out and let it be there. But at the end of the day, it's your decision. And they chose not to disclose. But the the courts backed them. Mm -hmm. It's just surprising to me with that bloodstain being covered, that there wasn't any sort of consequence. 
That reminds me yeah. of um, so strange. Our client that was in the FBI, and I was in that house, and she looked at the ground, and she was like, "Oh, someone died here. I wonder if an old lady lived here, or like an older man." And it was, was in like, the state cell, but she didn't know that when we were oh looking my at God. it. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh," and she was like, "Yeah, you can probably see like they went around this corner to go to the bathroom or something, and you can see they probably fell right here because that's blood." And I was like. It is an estate sale. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> but she was wild. I, I appreciated her so much. She was so sweet, but she was just like, you know, you, like, and I get it. Like even my brief time working like for 911, like you just get a little like jaded, like you just see everything a little differently. And yeah. she, um, we go into a house, but I was show about things. Yeah. but she'd be like, um, like we'd see like a door that locked on the top and she'd be like, um, well, that just makes me think of where people lock their children because, you know, like, and she's like, I mean, oh you might be surprised at what you see. And I was like, oh my God, it just like, just like normal everyday conversation. So, like, her. I mean, her finding a house was like one of the trickiest because yeah. like her brain went there all the time. Yeah. yeah. Had to like really have the energy and present itself. Mm -hmm. Solid. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which is fair. Yeah. yeah. Valid. She was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. That's this case. It's interesting how like there's a handful of states that do require disclosure, like Alaska and South Dakota, you have to disclose a murder or suicide in the last year. Okay. California must disclose, must disclose any death within three years. Okay. Um, Delaware doesn't need to disclose anything unless asked in a written request. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Georgia, Kentucky, Wisconsin does not need to disclose anything unless directly asked. Kansas and Ohio, no disclosure required, but sellers are re recommended to disclose anyway. Um, Vermont disclosure is only required if it affects the future use or value of the home. So I feel like the That's like more like be a great example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like if there's something super horrific that happens there that does make it pretty notorious, mm -hmm. but that would be a tough one in court to determine. Well, like, and how do you decide? Like, yeah, again, it's all perspective. What's yeah. serious? Yep. In New Jersey, um, disclosure is only required if death was a result of property conditions like toxic mold or carbon monoxide. And mm. in Maine and, and which North one was that state? Jersey, New Jersey. Jersey. And then in Maine and North Dakota, you can only disclose with permission from the seller. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So, and all the other states, you don't have to disclose anything. Hmm. But agents can't obscure the truth if asked. So, if they know and they're asked, they can't. Asked directly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So if our client asks us, was someone killed here? And we know that there was someone killed well, there. Yeah. We would have to that say. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't we do that anyway? I would never. I would never, like. Like if you like, do. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, but like, you often you don't know. Like, I know. Like, that's the thing. Like, even if you think about, it, like, you read stuff in the news, unless it's, like, in your neighborhood yeah. and you're, like, very familiar yeah. with that house, I don't keep those addresses logged in my head. Like, that's no. just really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there was a case in the 80s that, um a murder happened 10 years before this gal purchased the home. And she found out after she moved in that a murder had happened 10 years before and tried to sue, but it she didn't, went, oh, no, yeah, didn't that makes sense. even in the eighties. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I know out here, everything's relatively new, yes. but when you go to the East coast, you're talking like homes that are built in like the 1700s, uh -huh. sometimes. Yeah. 1700s, I would say and yeah. about 17, 1800s. Like you're not Think about how many people I know. Around. That's the thing. Like yeah. that's why I'd say like I would be more concerned about how the home feels and the energy of it. Yeah, we belong on the East Coast. Everything's so old there. I know. You yeah. get to like so explore. Fun. 
We love it. But yeah, I'd be more concerned about how the home, home feels because we really can't know the whole history behind it. But no, you can't. I would say if you're, if you know your client is covering a blood stain with, with some carpet, maybe you probably like, bro, don't do that. <laughs> Anything. Don't take the Don't fact that they got anything. away with it. I know. That's well, I so was, messed up. Yeah. I could not believe that there was no consequence for that. Mm, ridiculous. ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You know what I think is ridiculous? What? That Danielle won't let us wear leggings to work anymore. Oh my God. I'm wearing leggings. I'm wearing so leggings. Are, I'm wearing leggings. You're wearing leggings. <laughs> I did not say that. Danielle. Listen. You can't and, take what I say out of context. That's yes. not what I said. I said be professional. professional and cover enough. Yes. And also, and... I specifically <laughs> said the first meeting with a client. Yes. <laughs> Pretty sure he's with that. You did. I feel but suffocated. Considering yeah. you didn't let, neither one, no one listened anyway. It doesn't fucking matter. I'm wearing the appropriate attire. Okay, well, Allie's giving me shit about leggings while she's wearing leggings. And well, you're wearing leggings too. <laughs> At least they aren't holy jeans. Yeah, poor Cassie's gonna have to go get a whole new wardrobe. All she has is leggings. <laughs> I need special pre- 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 professional pants. Sounds so like it. Are leggings. <laughs> leggings are just my go-to. Uh, you can professional them. You can make mm-hmm. them professional. Yeah, I was very specific on you were when and why. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't try to gang up on me. I wasn't. She was. <laughs> I wasn't ganging. I was coming for you individually. Yeah, that I don't need a partner. <laughs> I'm just good. Although Allie now realizes she's like, um, well, I have to tell you everything first. <laughs> yeah, I told Cassie something, and then I hear from Danielle about my secret, and then I told Wait. Shelby something, and then I. Okay, well, it's actually we a secret. Let's. It wasn't a secret. <laughs> Allie would have said something anyway. It's because she's already telling me. Oh, I'm <laughs> about to the airport. She's like, oh, I know already. Oh, oh. Yeah. of course she did. And then I told Shelby something and we're in the car and Danielle was like, oh, and I was like, well, I guess I don't need to tell Danielle anything anymore because <laughs> Shelby or Cassie will tell her then for what me. what happens, she comes in today and tells me first. <laughs> yeah, see, I was like, I'm like, gotta get the middleman. I'm everywhere first. <laughs> Oh, and I can't get away with anything. I know that wasn't Danielle information. It is clearly Danielle information. Yeah, because she has it. If you say, don't tell anyone, (laughs) I won't tell anyone. Yeah, that was a pretty casual story. (laughs) That was a pretty casual story. (laughs) I mean, no, you do. You do, except that Cass and I routinely tell each other. Um, so-and-so said not tell me one, but I'm telling you. But then that's it. This is going on the podcast. You know that, right? It's true. You can't trust is that. It's not true? It's true. It's true. I mean, we're like the one person. Yeah. In the same brain. I mean, everyone, have you, there's so many things that go around where it's like, don't tell anyone. You're like, okay. Tells husband. <laughs> we're like, you know. Yeah. yeah. You guys also, are just each other's husbands. Also. <laughs> also, I can look at most of you and tell if you're keeping things from me yeah so I have kept things from you in the past but then I eventually told you when I, I was like probably not for very long <laughs> if someone asks me not to say something I'm not going to if it's she three, holds out for at least three days yes. shut up you know what we're done we're done I'm ending this bye don't murder anyone and don't pop, don't cover blood yeah on your floor that's, that's idea. all it's false <laughs> bye bye, bye.